Hi, and welcome to Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for returning Scoobies and Buffy newbies. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And I'm producer Holland Fergus. And today we're joined with a very special guest. It's Greg Snyder. You guys are very lucky tonight, yes. <laughs> wow, yeah. In this session, we'll be talking about the Buffy episode, Puppet Show. So without further ado, let's head into the library. It's a great special a effect, sound. by the way, guys. I know I've listened to every okay. episode so oh, far. Oh yes, I have subscribed. We to have the a po- fan. I've subscribed mm-hmm. to the podcast. Yes, and I've listened to every episode. It is my Tuesday night, you know, because I don't have did anything you, else. Did you did you rate on. and review? No, mm. I just listen. No, you have to rate and review, or else it doesn't count. It doesn't count. No, you're a hater. Unfortunately. All right, when you check out the rating now. <laughs> Uh-oh. This is starting off perfect. Yeah, right? <laughs> Let's alienate the guest. Good job. Uh, now, the reason that we're so excited to have Greg here for today's session is because Greg is actually a stand-up comedian, and this is a talent show-based episode. And I have over 70 Twitter followers, people. Yeah, so that's 70. some show of talent there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, 70 people is a lot of people. If you like, were in a parking lot surrounded by 70 people, you'd be like, no. what's all these people doing here? I, I would love to agree with you. It's a lot of people in Pioneer Days. But oh. now it's nothing. <laughs> like, Wait, se- like that's a township, right? Like, it's if like I was a little house people. on the prairie, that's everybody in town plus two towns over. Right, right. But now it's yeah. Well, I mean, little house on the prairie was following you on Twitter then. Yeah, in terms of the seventy how the is the same out. as zero in twenty fifteen. <laughs> oh, gotcha. So follow me on Twitter, funny tall guy. Uh, Fine tall guy. Well, that's true. No, it's funny talk. Oh, <laughs> oh don't follow fine tall guys. Yeah. Fine that's tall guys. Guy. We me, hate me fine him. tall guys and asshole. Yeah, me and that guy have a feud. <laughs> He's out there being like, <laughs> look, look, at how, look at how fine I am. Okay, all right. But you know what's not fine? Procrastinating. And in case you procrastinated this episode, we're gonna go ahead and do a quick crash course to catch you up. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, what happened in this episode? All right. So, this episode is called the Puppet Show, where we find out that after the death of Principal Flutie by hyena ingestion. There has been a new principal in town, and he is a hard ass. His name is Principal Snyder. He looks like Quark from Deep Space Nine, and he has tasked Giles with taking over the talent show, which uh, Buffy, Xander, and Willow are forced to uh, participate in. Uh, I have a hand here. Holland Farkas. I have a question. Did the school just not have a principal for an entire episode? You know, honestly, uh, that happened in my school where we would like randomly like like a principal would quit and they'd like try to get another one or like we would just not have a teacher that day. And Usually like, the superintendent would step Hold on. in. It was like three or four episodes. Yeah. It wasn't no, one. No, it was one episode. Really? Uh, no, wait. Episode? Oh, no, you're right. I wait, robot because. Is... Not iRobot. He dies in the pack. Uh, no, he dies in the pack. Yeah. We're six. We're totally recording these in order. Don't worry about it. <laughs> then it goes Angel and then it goes is then I Robot Eugene. And oh then, my God, you're so right. two whole episodes. Yeah. They're just sitting on their hands? Yeah, so, so they had two episodes. To school you guys. <laughs> there hey. were two episodes without a principal. Yeah, so for two episodes. So that's episodes, like a week at least. That shows you how irrelevant a principal is. A school can run without one, no problem. Yeah. It runs pretty well too. Yeah. So Snyder's coming in hard because there has been almost a week without a principal. And meanwhile, almost things are getting month. crazy. <laughs> yeah. So Giles takes over reluctantly. And we got Cordelia singing. We got uh, Buffy, Xander, and Willow twiddling their thumbs. But most of all, we have a guy named Morgan and a creepy puppet act. And as kids in the uh, in the student body start to get murdered, people are like, what's the deal? Why are they being murdered? And then it turns out that there is a demon that is harvesting organs, and we think that it's Morgan and his puppet. 
Turns out it's not. Turns out that his puppet, Sid, is actually a demon sl- uh, hunter himself who is trapped in a puppet body, befriends Buffy, and has to find the, the true killer, who's a guy who has a guillotine act. And then in the end, he almost kills Giles. The puppet show goes off. I mean, the uh, talent show goes off decently well. There's, it's well attended. No, well, it's... <laughs> I guess. Jay, Spoiler the, alert! The reason why I'm here is because my last name is Snyder. Yeah, I Snyder. think we can finally get to that. We have Principal yeah. Snyder here oh, did, in the session. Did I, jump the, <laughs> did I jump the shark on that one? <laughs> no, no, you didn't at all. And I just realized that. And that's, and, that's, and that's huge. Is that why we got him for this one? That's it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was because he was a puppet. Oh. So, um, yeah, I think that gets it all across. I mean, this episode's mostly kind of a little silly fun one. And, you know, in the end... Buffy helps a demon hunter pass on into the next world after they defeat this demon. And Cordelia gets to give that show-stopping number. No, she doesn't. You're making up so much of this Cordelia, talent show. Cordelia's really? in the episode for like two minutes. She never, like the talent show, the curtains, oh, like, okay, let's just skip to the end here. I just need to, I just need to put a pin in this, Chris, because I feel like you might have fever-dreamed half this episode here. Yeah. Here's all we see of the talent show. The curtains open. Snyder is staring at them with a beheaded demon, and he's like, I don't get it. You can tell the rest of the audience is like, I don't get it either. The only other thing we see in the talent show is their freaking Oedipal Rex uh, reenactment. Oedipus Rex? Oedip- it's, oh, it's an Oedipal but complex. It, 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 don't you think that the Oedipus, Oedipus Rex, right. But don't you think that the Oedipus Rex performance implies that the whole show got pulled off? Because no. it's like... <laughs> no, it's why like, would it's right. like a credit they sequence. No, the, yeah. no, he's right. I guess it keeps going. Okay, yeah, I guess it's like they continue. Mm-hmm. We don't see it, but... If we didn't see it, did it really happen? I think it did. Because I think that Buffy, Xander, and Willow were the least enthusiastic about their own personal performance. And they had an in with the guy running the show. Giles. Rupert Giles. (laughs) As opposed to Tom Giles. (laughs) Tom Giles is, you know, he's drunk in an alley. Having a drink of uh, (laughs) Bovra. So, yeah, that's the episode. Uh, For (laughs) questions... Questions, comments? Leave them in the comment box in the library. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Snyder. Let's just jump into okay. why why Greg is here. <laughs> Tell us about yourself. Tell- <laughs> yeah. Greg, what do you have to say for the Snyder family? Oh, man. So I have nothing to say. No, I'm a stand-up comic. Uh, I've worked across the country and doing various things. Um, I relate to the character Principal Snyder only because we have the same last name. <laughs> um, he is like five foot four. I'm six foot seven. He is a principal, and I shirk authority. I hate authority <laughs> at pretty much every level. Um, You're kind of the anti-Principal Snyder. I am anti-Principal really? Snyder. Like, you know, I watched the show. This show came out when I was a senior in high school, and I remember thinking, like, I love this show, and if I got whisked away to this universe, I would have a hard time being a Snyder <laughs> in this universe. Because oh, like, he's already that? soiled the name. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. no one would trust me. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't, like, yeah. hook up with the Scoobies and take part in adventures because I'm I was worried Snyder. that you're, yeah. yeah, they'd be worried that you'd be reporting. It's exactly. like a, it's like a game of yeah. Thrones thing. It's like mm. a Snyder in the Scoobies yeah, is like seeing like a shark a on a mountain. Exactly. Sunnydale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Fun. You know, I'm the, the yeah. John Snow mm-hmm. of Snyder. <laughs> it's like this kid I knew named Frankie Hitler. He had a hard time. Oh, oh man. You know, how do you even like go about life with the last name Hitler? Like, that's I've never even in the thought shadows. about carefully, that. Carefully, carefully. Yeah, you tread. You, you well That's in parts rough. of this country, I will say. <laughs> in the more rough. Nazi parts of the country, you definitely get along. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so speaking of rape, <laughs> speaking of uh, 
not racism, but overall doofishness. Man, Principal Snyder coming in hard, coming in sharp, saying that the reason that Flutie was eaten is because he was a pushover, and those days are over. Now, I am going to, because right now, from everything we've seen in the episode, uh, and we, we've seen nothing you know, beyond this episode, we're just evaluating Snyder and his performance today. I'm going to say he is a little bit of a hard ass, but I'm behind him. He is, Flutie is, remember when people were dying and Flutie was like, you got to talk to the therapist. I'm just going to, I don't touch. I don't know what I'm really doing. Snyder is out there after school. He stays in the school. He doesn't know that Buffy's a good person. He sees Buffy breaking into someone's locker. He stops her, right? You know? No. No? No. <laughs> he's also like going in like the backstage. He's looking for the demon as well. You know? like no, he's, he's not. He is absolutely not. Is he, he just creeping is around? Just creeping around. He's very creepy. Also, his ears. His ears make me not trust him, especially okay. when he gets like that creepy like backlight, and his no ears are just glowing red. <laughs> well, as an ugly person, I don't <laughs> like you judging ugly people. First just of all, the ears. I didn't say it was ugly. Okay, I, I don't like Snyder ears. based on his personality. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with his looks. <laughs> My mom, much. I've noticed this while watching TV with my mom. She always points out when people have big ears, and I think it's a genetic thing, and I think I am now noticing it when I watch television. I would be watching a show with my mom, and she'd be like, that Emily Deschanel, okay. her ears, giant. And I'm like, but mom, she's so pretty. That's, I think it's genetic. That's a learned behavior. It's not genetic. Any, any. All right, let's get into this. <laughs> but, Nature no, versus you know, nurture. Let's go. Look, things are getting wild at the Sunnydale Snyder, Study Group, guys. Principal Snyder... <laughs> He is not a good person just trying to do a good job. He is there to cover things up. He's even, you know, he says it. How many times in this episode did he say the old principal got eaten? Like, it's nothing. That's true. Like, it's not a big deal. That is true. I'd be worried that I would get eaten if I was the new guy in town. But no, he's like, he got eaten because he's a liberal. You know? No. (laughs) He did say, yeah, Yeah. some... He did drop the word liberal, I think. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's not what this is about. Um, I'm just saying, you know, this this episode is about jumping to conclusions and the danger of it. You that's know? a good point. We chase a lot of dead ends because we're jumping to conclusions based off of tropes. Yeah. I say, you know, I say give him a chance. Let's give him a chance. I mean, you know, if I was Odo walking into, you know, the bar. At <laughs> Chris, Chris you're, 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 are we, you're confused. You're confused. Are we going <laughs> to talk about this? Armin Shimmerman, the yep. actor who played Principal Snyder, is Quark from Deep Space Nine. Exactly, yeah. Which is a huge season. deal. He's also Stan the Caddy from Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, most which, famously for. Most famously for. <laughs> that's one of my things. Um, you know, he's a, he's a great character actor. He's actually been around for a long, 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 long time. Um, but Deep, I was surprised he did Deep Space Nine at the same time as Buffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was just hopping between that, and that makeup was not easy for him to wear his fork. No, no. That has to be one of the finer careers in history, is imagine that guy's life. In history? Working Buffy and Deep Space Nine? Yeah, right, I I agree with you. I think you really need to step back and look at, have a little perspective. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe for TV, that's a great career, but, you know, some people freed the slaves. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, entertainment career. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's the perspective part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, yeah I, the thing is, he just comes in with such a, to, to, to bring it back to a serious, like, looking at the episode here, uh, he just comes in and he just establishes a character so quickly. It's a character that people at the time uh, just fell in love with. Yeah. This episode was not super well received. Uh, I think the AV Club gave it a C plus. Uh, BBC loved it. BBC. Well, they love everything. BBC does love everything. Yeah, 
absolutely they'll... fabulous. I mean, it's not that great, but <laughs> just Abfab is your is your rationale here. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. Set the bar somewhere. <laughs> I mean, my friend uh, Zach Wilson's mom, Lori Wilson, loved Abfab. I would go over there. And My mom loves that fab, yeah. But, but back to Principal Snyder. We have an app fab podcast coming out after this, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, I will not be a guest. <laughs> it's called Blabbing About App Fab. Sorry, I said that. Anyway, so this episode <laughs> App Fab Blab. It's pretty you. good. Holland, that's why you're here. That's why Holland. <laughs> that's much better, Chris. You should you should learn a thing or two. From me. Order your words, sir. Uh, But yeah, he just comes in and he establishes such a great character. And I think this character really defines the show in a different way. Like Flutie, I feel like there's such a difference between the Flutie episodes and then like now Snyder's here. Buffy has a whole new enemy she has to deal with. Yeah, he's a very well done villain. And in the episode, they kind of use him to kind of hint at like, is he the demon? Like, is this guy only going to be a one episode character? But he's slightly stronger than that. So I feel like even though you kind of think it's him at a certain point, at the same time, you're like, this character is really good. So it would almost be a waste for it to actually be yeah. him if you're watching TV in a way that I watch TV, which is a very like critical, like analytical way of watching well, television. Oh, I see. I see. The rest of yeah. us are just eating popcorn and, and <laughs> popping well, toppies in our mouths. No, I, 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 and I definitely agree with Holland because I think most of us can relate to the principal in our high school mm-hmm. as being someone who we didn't necessarily want to have run-ins with and all these right. different things. And here we have the Slayer who can go, you know, fight and destroy all these demons and, you know, vampires and stuff. But she gets really flustered anytime the principal shows yeah. up. Yeah. You know, and that's something I think a lot of people can relate to mm-hmm. in high school. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and he was, I mean, I'm sorry, but he's a dick. So he he's does someone, a good job. Yeah, because it's like the thing about Snyder and why he's so dangerous to Buffy is because Buffy can cut the head off of a demon. She can't cut the head off of her principal. That That's from like a lack of Maybe I should re-say that in a way that doesn't say cut the head off of. Buffy can kill a demon. Buffy can't do that to her principal. The principal is a person, and it affects her life as Buffy, not her life as the slave. Well, that's like such a that's such a cool thing about the show is that it's not like you see like a lot of like superhero situations and scenarios where they have to fight. It's like supervillain versus superhero. And then, like, Clark Kent does this other thing, and mostly it's like, hey, Clark, where were you during that giant fight? It's like, uh, d- you know what? Honestly, don't worry about it. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, all right, we don't worry about it. Whereas with Buffy, she has to deal with, like, they're so intertwined. Like, her superpower or superhero problems and her real-life problems are the same. Right. She can't really be a superhero while Snyder's hanging around, and it's such a great, potent threat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just love the introduction of that. It just makes it a whole new show. It brings so much yeah. life into it. Mm-hmm. Also, he has really excellent dialogue. He yeah, it does. It's so and smoking. Funny. Yeah. And smoking hot or smoking dialogue? No, what he's, he's oh, said. Oh, oh the line and smoking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this written <laughs> the down. The things that he doesn't allow. It's students loitering on school grounds. Horrible murders with hearts being ripped out and smoking. Which there we go. That's he's, he's thorough. Smoking. And, you know that line makes you think he's just some schlub, mm-hmm. but he's not. No. You know, and I, we can't get too far into it, but he's going to be around for a few years. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think I don't know if he was going to be um, as present, but his effect in the episode. <laughs> Like the reception of this episode, people just fell in love with the character Snyder. They're like, "You have to have him. You have to keep him going." Well, and his Snyder's chemistry, lovable. So, yep. People love us. People love us the Snyder's. Yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> nice. Let's jump to another S name. Yes, Sid the Dummy. That's right. Sid the Dummy. I'm pretty sure Sid the Dummy is at least in part 
inspired by another, another S, S dummy, <laughs> which is Slappy the Dummy, or I think Slappy the Happy Dummy. Uh, I exactly it's not what his name is, yeah. because all right. So I was an avid Goosebumps reader, and then I remember when the movies came out, we had maybe like five of them, and the two that my brother and I and these are the, the straight to VHS yes, movies you're referring yes. to. Yes, and the Mask, ones that my brother and I watch all the time were Night of the Living Dummy, which is the one with Slappy the Dummy, and the Werewolf one, which I can't remember. But I just remember like my younger brother. Wolfskin? Maybe. Or there was like a lake. Right? I just there was a picture of a wolf on it, and then there was kind of like green. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. It was like Beware werewolf wolf. lake. It was some sort of werewolf lake. There was a lake. Yeah, yeah. I remember that there was a lake. I'm going to age myself. I don't know what Goosebumps is. Goosebumps was really? a book so series young. written <laughs> by R.L. Stein <laughs> in the early 90s. I want to say it probably started in like 92, 93. Slappy was introduced in 92. 92. I looked it up. Oh, I think I know. Night of the Living Dummy was 93. It was 93 because I also looked oh, it up. Oh, Night of the Living Dummy was 93? But I think Goosebumps was introduced in like Maybe 92. that's what it is. But Night of the Living Dummy was one of the first books and that was 93. That was a so, creepy book. I rented all of those out of my library and read them very avidly. I think that was the first kind of like horror that I was introduced to. And yeah, so there's a character, Slappy the Dummy, and he is These are, a oh, just so dummy. you know, Greg, these are horror books for kids. For like that's what it was. For kids? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like it children. came from beneath the sink. And it was yeah. like a potato sponge monster. And like the, the mm-hmm. stakes were always high-ish. Like it was like did people lose their lives? No, no okay. one ever. No, actually, people I take that back. Died. I think some people died. People definitely like the died. blob ate a lot of people, right? That sounds like, horrible. Uh, but like there were the, <laughs> this moth. But most is of like, it was just I'm being attacked yeah, by a moth. Sorry, it's moth we're recording this guys. in a cabin <laughs> in Yosemite. Well, uh, I, you know, I, I'm definitely not familiar with Goosebumps, but I am familiar with I'm scared of dummies. Like. Yeah, they're creepy mm-hmm. as hell, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yes. I mean, this is not a, like a limited to the Slayer. They're no, and then oh, also, was there a tales? Was there a tales from the crypt episode with the dummy? I don't know if there was. I can't. I can't think of one. I think I might just be thinking of the Goosebumps movie. Really it's quick, is... <laughs> get this moth away. <laughs> I don't know the, how. I honestly don't know how to. From uh... hold on, let's have let's see what the moth thinks. Moth, what do you think about <laughs> yeah. dummies? Good, bad, something else. A little uh, rude to show up. I need up people and not to rate this episode because I want to know if we should go more in this direction or like <laughs> less. What about oh, the moth? I'll rate now. <laughs> There's a moth in the place that we're doing this, and it has taken a particular liking moth? to Holland because she's probably the one closest to it. <laughs> and now I'm I don't want to hurt it because it's a living thing, but we'll figure oh, out a that's solution. Not a problem I have. Oh. <laughs> uh, anyway, so quick question. I got a quick question for you guys. Is there a book out there that's dummies for dummies? You know, like the four dummies books, dummies and it's about ventriloquist dummies. I think that there is. There must yeah. be. Yeah. If not, that is a missed opportunity. <laughs> I mean, those books. I, I think those books are hurting now because it's like internet. Yeah. I think all books are hurting because of the internet. Yeah. Well, especially be quite those. Because those books, eventually, people were like, "I'm not a dummy. You're a dummy." Yeah, I'm mean, feeling that guy made enough money before the internet that he's fine. Yeah. I'm not worried about him. Yeah. Anyway, dummies guy, let us know. What do you think about Sid the dummy? You know what I mean? I just don't like that he Focus has this topic. creepy like old man smoker voice. Oh, he's a creep. He's yeah, a he's creep. sort of like an older like. Well, it's funny because like he's like more of like an older charming personality from. From Maybe charming in he's the not charming at all. Well, and, uh, he's more of like a he's like a noir sort of character, right? No, he's like the type of guy you would not let like him give your daughter. Did a you just kill him. <laughs> let's quick pause while we recollect Rest after Chris peace. botched what a happened? murder. Why did I miss it? Did you kill the moth? God damn it, Chris! It's like a Breaking Bad episode. You have to melt the body and <laughs> put it in the bathtub. Yeah, like, oh my 
just said, I don't want to kill a living, living thing, and then he killed the living thing. In the worst way possible. <laughs> I just crushed a moth with a box. Not there goes your about PETA it. endorsement. I'm happy about it. <laughs> living things were murdered before the end of this podcast. This is the first death on the podcast. <laughs> But probably not the body last. Count, body count one. Should we wow. have a quick um, moment of silence for the moth? Yeah. So when well, the moment's I, over. Yeah, well, uh, I, <laughs> the way I see it, he's sort of like a, the, the way I saw it was that he is like this older noir character, that he's sort of like this old demon hunter, this roguish guy hooked up with a bunch of like ladies and just doesn't belong in this world anymore. One of which yeah. was Korean. Yeah. He, <laughs> he was a Korean out. slayer. Kind of weird for him to drop that, right? Like, that's a weird line. Like, if he was just like hooked up with a slayer, it's like sort of creepy. And he was like, she was Korean. It's like, whoa, you know what, buddy? That's yeah, Where <laughs> don't... did this happen? Because Sid is like the New York, New Jersey kind of guy. Right, probably New Jersey. And he not... sounds like he's from New- North Jersey. Yeah, and not he's a, a lot Trenton of Koreans kid. No, probably like Newark. <laughs> he's a Newark kid? Newark, yeah. Trenton is kind of central. Almost south, actually. Just what? Jersey yeah, wait, hold geography. on. What was he doing um, in Korea? Yeah, it was before the war. Well, she may have come to. There's something the suspicious States. going on here. For what? She yeah, might she's have the Slayer. Maybe there was easy. a demon threat. It's not easy for a Korean woman to get into the United States in 1930. It's easy for a Slayer to kind of not easy, but you know, Slayers I'm can saying, do what they need. Here, there are some unanswered questions yeah, here. He went to Korea, or she came here. Mm-hmm. At the end of the episode, Buffy, or they met in Paris. <laughs> you know what? Let's go where they met in Paris. They met in Paris. That's There's a, a Parisian vampire. This is just, just so we can sleep tonight. It's like not. It's the thing is, it's <laughs> it's up to us because on Buffy Wikipedia, the Korean Slayer is only referred to as unidentified Korean Slayer. Unidentified. Well, first of all, that's well. I'm going to be identified, identified when like my Wikipedia says unidentified podcast guest. So that's true. That's fine. <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have a Wikipedia yet. Someone oh, make us a Wikipedia. Well, you got one on Cougarpedia. Oh, we, we do have. A we have a Wikipedia. Hashtagcougarpedia. In yeah. case you didn't know about Cougarpedia, check out Cougarpedia. Check guys. out Cougarpedia. Uh, but we yeah, so so diving more into Sid, it's just this is this episode is so fun. While it's not the biggest philosophical conversation episode of Buffy that we've seen so far, it's just so fun because even rewatching it, I forgot how many twists there are. I was like, oh, yeah. evil dummy, and it's not. And the, the moment that Buffy and him are talking to each other, they it's just like you won't be human either. Wait, what? And it just and then it cuts yeah. to them just hanging yeah. out with. They're Sid. just talking shop. Yeah, it's one crazy demon because, hunter like, to another. I had just watched this episode like before I watched it for the podcast, like only like a few months ago. So like I knew what happened. And like as I'm watching the episode, I'm like, oh wait, this happens. And I was like, oh no, just kidding, this is what happens. It really is. There's a lot of twists thrown into that episode that no matter how t- many times you see it. And, and to your guys' point, they don't give a lot of background on Sid. No. You know, it's just he's here. He was put into the body of this dummy for some reason that they yeah. barely touch upon and accept it and let's move on with our lives. Yeah, they're you kind know. of like, this is the best thing that can come out of this. <laughs> is it a spoiler to say that you could play as him in a video game? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what video game? Chaos Bleeds. We need to play that. I've never played that. Is it a spoiler to say that when you stake as Sid, he jumps in the air and stakes vampires? Because mm. it's awesome. I guess not. Well, I don't know. I, all this is now being spoiled for me, so a little bit. There's definitely, oh, there's, okay, so it is spoiling, yeah. yeah so we'll cut that spoiler. out. We'll cut that out. There's definitely a Co-Optitude episode where they play They play it, it yep. I remember that. I have to watch it. I don't think I've seen it. Cool. I, I love the uh, the Law & Order Sunnydale special unit. <laughs> CSI Sunnydale and Law & Order Sunnydale. This it's all compounding. Because this episode, like, they're going, and I kept expecting it to be like, where were you during the talent show? Bump, bump. 
That is such a great <laughs> sequence, especially because I noticed this when Xander is talking to Cordelia. In the back, they're doing the U-G-L-Y cheer. Yeah. They're like, U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no... Except, like, I don't think they say those exact words. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's U-G-L-Y? But they do U-G-L-Y. say you're ugly. From Bring It On? Yeah. But, uh, I, it's a movie from the director of Ant-Man? Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know Bring It On. I'm not sure. I'm feeling less cheer. stupid about not U-G-L-Y, knowing about the video game. <laughs> you ain't got no alibi, you ugly. Yeah, yeah, you ugly. Oh. It's like really popular, cool. and then they had a song with kids the cheer, so cool. and then there's like cruel. a song yeah. in it. And kind of going off this, jumping off this, kids <laughs> are cruel point. What's really cool? So this scene seems like just you know when you're blowing through the episode, it's like these people are. It's an investigation. This is what Scoobies do, uh, and a lot of people are wrong. But really, what kind of like stuck it, and what was so great, and what I love about it is that. When you find out all the answers at the end of the episode, everyone's like, Morgan's weird. He's got these weird headaches and stuff like that. You find out that he had brain cancer. That was really harsh, and they just kind of drop it, and then it gets really sad all of a sudden. Yeah, and it's like the assumptions that we jump to, like, just filling in the blanks. Like, we just assumed that he was evil. And it turns out, like, he, like, it turns out both of the people that we thought were evil were not. And then it's weird because, like, the teacher asks him if you're okay, if he was okay, and you're like, oh, it's just because he's been really weird these past few days. But then she's like, oh, I've noticed in the past, like, week or so, like, these pa- like a more extended amount of time that like you've been kind of out of it like is everything okay and you're just like oh this is just them pointing out that like people are noticing that yeah. he's acting weird but like if you think about it more you're like no this teacher probably noticed that he's been like going through stuff and like there's more going, going, going hospital on here a lot that one specific that doctor sad oh my god they named him and then they were just like anyway <laughs> like they gave him a name and then they moved well, on and then willow looks it up yeah yeah which i how is the internet in 1997 better than the internet in 2015? She can act, get access. This, like, no, actually we haven't. Like she can do anything on the computer. Mm-hmm. And today it's, it's. I think it's kind of like, you know, if Jimi Hendrix picks up, you know, a broken Les Paul, he's going to make it sound better than any Joe Schmo on the street picking up a fresh pants yeah, Gibson. All, all yeah. I would love to hear on one of these episodes <laughs> is like the start of anytime anyone dials into AOL. Do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, we weren't at the point yet where we were questioning things they could figure out on the computer. Like the way computers worked in shows like this from like the mid to late 90s where either you could figure out everything or you couldn't figure out things that you can actually figure out with computers because no one really knew how they worked yet and audiences weren't at a level at that time where they would watch something and be like, oh, this doesn't make sense. Now, whenever we watch something that uses like computer or like the internet, like we all are internet savvy enough that we know exactly how that works. But I think if you were watching this show at that time, people didn't question it yet because no one was that computer savvy. Except for the kids in that programming class. Well, Only Willow really had a programming class. <laughs> yeah, or right high school. I didn't have a pro. Holland did apparently. We, yeah, we, yeah, remember, yeah, yeah. But my, I went to high school. I graduated high school in 2011. So. Oh my God, I am so old. I took a I took a networking class in 2009. I had my 10 year reunion in 2007. I don't know. Let's talk about the township. <laughs> yeah. hey. Anything? Last thing about Sid, and I don't know if it, maybe it segues into the talent show. Is that it was Sid that told Giles to have everybody do the power circle. Yeah. To get everybody ready 
to rock for this big performance. I'm glad Sid did because I wouldn't have known to do that. That's a no. thing we don't know about Sid. Obviously, he used to be a either like a, a, a talent. 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 Or, like a, or like yeah. a drama director. Maybe yeah, he was doing drama musical club. theater in Broadway. Maybe he was, a, maybe he was a traveling oh. theater troupe that went to Paris, and that's how he bumped into the Slayer. Into the Korean wow. Slayer. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta stop calling her the Korean Slayer. There are traveling groups because I would do a summer camp program, and they had a group that would travel around to different summer camps. Is is it wrong to say Sid had a little yellow fever for the Korean Slayer? I would, I would say so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Jeez, Omar, why would you say that? <laughs> Holland. We are in Hollywood, California. That's why there are sirens about. So that's a throughout. Yeah, because there'd be no sirens if this was a murder in Sunnydale because no one fucking cares. No one right. shows up. Sorry. No, no, you're <laughs> totally right. You're totally right. And, and this, you know... We the reason that our episodes have explicit ratings is is for reasons like this. It's the stress of the fact that no one is doing anything. Mm -hmm. Someone's brain was cut out, like after a heart. Yeah, we already had a girl with her heart cut out. This was a pretty white girl in America. Poor, poor dancer and Emily. Nothing. These are not the a people blip that on the news. Investigated the most. Not does she not even get a last name? She's just dancer Emily. They're like Emily, the dancer, not yeah. dancer Emily, who also apparently did cross country and was probably like way overachieving. She so probably had a whole story. There was probably that a cover story. Cover of yeah. the book. Yeah. Well, they have. They do a scene where Giles kind of comes out. They got the body in there. Where are the parents like crying and grieving? Like that's my baby. Like that doesn't happen. Like oh well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We got three other yeah. kids in Sunnydale. So well, if we get one to adult. Honestly, our, our our ratio right yeah. now is looking pretty healthy. <laughs> I mean, I think that it comes down to parent grieving in Buffy is like using the bathroom in twenty four. It happens during the commercial break. You know? That makes oh, sense. Wow. We don't see it happen. It's off screen. It's not about Buffy. You know, it's like, are those parents grieving? Of course. The reason that we're not really seeing it is this isn't, you know, Grievy the Vampire Slayer. It's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's She's right. Got Her name, you're correct, Chris. Her name is literally not Grievy. <laughs> not Jim. It's in the title. It's not General <laughs> Grievy destroying, you know, the, uh, the Republic. Are you anyone to else? Too grievous from Does anyone else? Though? No, I was thinking Jim McGreevy, but is that just a New Jersey thing? Yeah. Does anyone yes. know? It was like okay. So fun, fun story. He was a governor in New Jersey, and then there was this Ooh. big scandal that happened because whoa, whoa, whoa. they corruption found out he was gay. Jersey? No, no, no. <laughs> but not even, not even like standard corruption. It was like they found out he was gay. Um, oh, so it was like that's not corruption. No, no. But that's how it was treated. Like he had to step down, and like there might have been other stuff going on. But it was weird because my dad was very active in New Jersey politics, and one of his friends was Jim McGreevy. And we were on vacation outside of the state, and then they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And it was like they found out he was gay, so he had to come out and he had to resign, which is really fucked up in hindsight when you think about it. But yeah. I was like, well, I was like 10 or 11, and my biggest fear was like, people are going to think my dad's gay. That was my biggest fear. It's Isn't really that this fucked up, right? It was really messed up that like three years ago you had these feelings. <laughs> More jokes about how young I am. This is like every <laughs> podcast. Yeah, this one's wild. <laughs> so um, that's too bad. <laughs> we'll just, that's we'll insane. That I don't out. even know how to deal yeah. with that. That's awful. I guess yeah, we I should. just hope McGreevy didn't move to Indiana. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is all too soon. Awful. Too soon. Where's Gen Con moving to? I hope it moves to California, so it's easier Actually, for me to go there. Easier. I'm supposed to be on a panel and uh, make that would it easier. Still say things. Gen Con. Well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But speaking of which, I have a that. that oh we, wait, we, I just need to say about Sid really quickly. Yes. Before we move on from Sid, a voice by Tom Weiner. Oh uh, yeah, famous voice actor. He did. Uh, he was a narrator in Digimon. He was in Power Rangers. He was like a million voices in Power Rangers. But my favorite role of his in, in this context is that he was the voice of the puppet master in Ghost in the Shell. 
Oh. So, oh, so and he's in the episode Puppet, Puppet Show. Show. Are they going to bring him back? Bum bum ba typecast. Huge for totally. Are they Ghost doing Ghost in the, Ghost in the Show with like Scarlett Johansson? Oh, or oh, you mean for the movie? Maybe. Yeah. Is he still alive? If things go well, I believe he's so. We got to stop asking this question. Is Sophia Loren still alive? Is Shirley <laughs> MacLaine still alive? I don't know. Those were shots at me. Well, you know who's not still alive? Started. Is Morgan? Yeah. That's so sad. Aww. It's real sad because they you know cut what? Out his head. They, yeah, and then yeah. for a waste. And you know who cut out his head? It was the douchebag, and I'm gonna say it: the douchebag Mark, the magician who's not even good at magic. It's not even a thing where it's like magicians are evil. He tries to do magic. He does the card trick badly. He yeah. tries to make his assistant disappear. He can't do that. He's a demon. His world is in magic, and he can't figure it out. And I don't believe it's that's terrible. a ruse. Because no. the only trick that he tried to pull off, which was stealing a brain, he still managed to screw up royally. Yeah. No. He couldn't even get long enough sleeves to cover up his demon arm. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. That's true, because he was turning back. He was yes. slowly turning back with his yeah. arms into like a he demon. He had a weird radiation burn. On he could have totally gotten away with that, too. It's yeah. like, what's that? Oh, uh, honestly, it's a very I, personal I, I, thing. <laughs> I, I nuked something in the microwave and left the door open. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, this was a chaotic time in Sunnydale history. It was. <laughs> You know, it new, was a day. New principal <laughs> coming in. Guillotines were being let on to student property. Like, at what point is it like Giles is like so? Uh, and maybe we can actually let you know what. Let's officially segue to Giles's handling of the talent show. I say he didn't do a good job. I don't think he did. He did a horrible yeah. job. People he were didn't dying. Even know it was starting. He had no idea. <laughs> You're like Giles, isn't the talent show going on? He was like, oh whoa, crap. Whoa. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> You know it was bad because Cordelia was singing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He should have cut. Song like I sing, Mm -hmm. which is pretty horrible, and it's fine. She's in the horrible. They take from me. They can't take away. Was that is that a Whitney Houston song? And you're way better than Cordelia. So congratulations. I could sing better if I tried, but I'm not going. to. I don't think he really cared at (laughs) all about the quality of talent. Like what was no? There's no filter. None. He was just. I'm going to be doing this because I've been told to do it. That like opening important. scene when like everyone's auditioning, yeah. little do they know it's not an audition. It was just Giles zoning out. Yeah, it was. Well, you know, I have a question. This is kind of related to the talent show. It's more related to when they do the like SVU like interviews. When the band girl is like, you know, that whole dancer band rivalry. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. Like and I'm like, what? <laughs> what is the dancer band rivalry? Like it's what bad. happened? My guess is... It's Sunnydale. I bet some demonic stuff got involved. I'm thinking that there were some, you know. You know what? I'm gonna there were some jets way. on the sharks things established. I don't think there was any demons involved. I think it was a dancer fell in love with a band member. <gasps> Ooh. And it caused a little Romeo and Juliet. I see that. Kind of uh, thing. I don't think there was demons. I think it was just, you know, the human heart. Yep. You know, you don't probably... think that someone then had to go and remove a human heart in order to... No, People seem pretty sh- primarily shocked the first time a heart was removed in this episode. I don't think it was old hat. For I'd them. be shocked every time. I guess. All right. Honestly, really? yeah. Do you, you want to get used to it? I don't expect I would. I think I'd get used to it. I, I have a question for you guys. Did you guys do talent shows when you were younger? And if so, what was your talent? I did. I did. And this, this is so bad. So I wanted, like, even when I was a kid, I wanted to do stand up comedy. And I didn't know how to write jokes when I was a kid. So I listened to. Cassette tapes of like Robin Williams and of, like of Bill Cosby. 
Okay. That's what my parents did. They played Bill Cosby when we'd oh, go geez. on family drives. Sure. I said it's another edit. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to cut out the Bill Cosby part. I'm sorry. <laughs> and um, I who would, must not be named? I would just steal his material and try to do him at the talent shows in my elementary school, and I would always get booed off the stage. Oh, my God. It was horrible. No, it's serious. Literally booed, like, Greg, you need to stop. What? That's yeah, horrible. That's really yeah. upsetting. When I was, like, 11 years old. <laughs> oh, my God. So back in the 80s. Why did they boo? Because kids I was, are cruel. I couldn't even like kids repeat other people's jokes well at that age. That wow. was the problem. Yeah. I think it's harder to repeat someone else's joke. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think that they weren't booing your delivery of them. They were just booing the act. They were like, come on, write some material. Cosby nope. did this. No, they or were, they were just booing Bill Cosby. Maybe they didn't like Bill Cosby's material. They were booing, Maybe they, they were kind of preemptively him. knew. They were like, what are you doing bringing Bill Cosby into a school? <laughs> I wish it was true. <laughs> I wish it was true. They were booing me. <laughs> Holland, did you do any talent show stuff? I don't know if I did like generic talent shows. The only thing I can think of is I would do when I did theater camp. Um, I did theater camp and I did circus camp, and we would do showcases at the end of the like couple of weeks. Where did or, you like, grow month. up? Where New Jersey. I didn't, where? New Jersey. You know what? I always thought it was a prejudice that all Jersey were uh, Jersey folk were carnies. Today. I did the the, dia- the Diablo, still a the like the Chinese yo-yo. <laughs> alleviate you of being because it's right. This is audio, not video, did. right? This is an audio podcast, yeah. not video, so no one knows she has six fingers per hand. Yeah, okay. yeah. and uh, is on a trampoline. <laughs> wow, so. I I need to brush up my knowledge of. Uh, well, I also did normal things. Okay, so I did like coffee house type deals. Where I would what? sing. Oh, okay, oh. well, yeah, but like I it, thought you just made your definition. It was like it was no, it was a talent <laughs> thing called Coffee House because it was supposed to be like performing in a coffee house. I'm like a Unitarian Universalist, you which did, I'm like, not even going to go into. But we did oh, retreat. I can talk to you about that later. Oh, cool. My aunt is hard. Interesting. Yeah. So we would do these retreats, wow. these like junior youth retreats, and then there would be this thing called Coffee House, and then everyone would do some sort of performance, and I usually uh, did a singing thing. Cool. Did you guys? Um, Well, as people may or may not know, I was part of two-time winner of the Battle of the Bands punk rock band, the Mosh Potatoes. We regularly play. Like Sterling Gates' favorite band. Is that a a national award or like? No, it was an oyster. It was an Oyster River High School win. Oyster River. Yeah, this is New Hampshire. Yep, Durham, New Hampshire, (laughs) where our school was called Oyster River School. Uh, why? Because we grew up next to the Oyster River. Please tell me you had a really awesome mascot. It was just a bobcat. It was disappointing. <laughs> that <laughs> that is awesome. to be an oyster. But why was it like not an oyster? Arms. Why wasn't the Oyster River oysters? Yeah. And then it was the Oyster River bobcats. That doesn't... Did you guys have bobcats in the area? Was that like a problem? Uh, no. They were, they were in the woods <laughs> nearby, but we left them to their own. They left us to our own. We okay. Um, other... But so, yeah. Mosh potatoes I did a lot of stuff with uh, throughout seventh grade to senior year, but... Something different than that was when I was in fourth grade, I wrote a <laughs> such a silly a thing. Sonnet? No, I wrote I a sonnet sketch. too. <laughs> I wrote a sketch in fourth grade in which I played Steven Spielberg and my friend played Rob Reiner, and we were doing a casting call for Chicken Little, the movie. And Before the movie actually came out? Yeah. This That's was like, like way too advanced for the fourth grade. Rob Reiner? Yeah. Yeah, Rob Reiner. It was Rob Reiner. Most <laughs> adults don't even get a Rob Reiner reference. I know. It didn't it didn't go over as well as I hoped it would. Um, and the Rob Reiner jokes, it, it, kids didn't really know who Spielberg was. But the, uh, it, I mean, I stand by. I think it was a good bit. I think it was ahead of its time. I was in fourth grade, for God's sakes. You know? That's pretty good. Yeah. I did magic. 
Did you? Yeah. Like the card game or real magic? Uh, yeah, I played the card game in front of people against nobody. <laughs> I was just like, all right, here we go. Uh, I got a white deck. Uh, no, I. Sarah I, uh, Angel? Was Sarah Angel in that deck? No, Sarah Angel was not in that deck. Ooh, she's good. So sorry. Go on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I um, I did magic. I did magic on stage, uh, and I was on a demon. So it was real magic. Cool. Unlike this, like, Schmosby over here who's <laughs> just screwing up and wiseacking on stage, not even getting, you know, his assistant to disappear. Someone has yeah, a He grudge. didn't have an assistant. She just quit. She was just like, you know, she, honestly, this is BS. Like, yeah, you're like, a I want a magician. professional. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm at Sunnydale High School. I can get magicians anywhere. I can get magicians, yeah. mages. In I can this get a high witch. school, I can... Seriously, yeah. I could find anyone. And there is I got, real magic going on yeah, here. Yeah, and I, yeah, some Costco magician. <laughs> yeah, you he know, was not an effective cheaper by the yeah. dozen. No. Uh, that means it is a uh, time for us to start wrapping up and mm-hmm. uh, you know packing away our homework but and I'm books. Having so much fun. But before that, before we have to get going, we have an extracurricular activity, and uh, what that means is Holland Farkas will choose something that we will make up on the spot, inspired by this episode. We can do mm-hmm. a song. We can do a rap. We got a whole list of things. What is it, Holland? That was me rifling through my ideas. Um, And I think for this episode, we are going to go with a Sunnydale talent show of our own. I would like to see which talent you all possess. So we each have to do one talent? Is that Uh, how this works? Yes, one talent. Keep it short. Like a minute. A minute. 30 seconds to a minute. I don't do anything short. But, um... (laughs) All right. <laughs> that was uh, Holland Farkas uh, on her drum talents there. Okay. All right. Let's open the curtain and do the talent show. All right. I'm going to perform a Sophocles monologue in, uh, in honor of what Buffy, Xander, and Willow did. I don't have it memorized, but I'm going to do my best. Oh, woe. Oh, pity on the land and of the people and the sheep. Why, Father, why, Father, do you forsake me in the eyes of all the gods? Why would you step and bring misfortune upon the land like this to your blood, to what you have sown? Will you not pity those who are lower than you? Will you not help them stand? Or will you see them buried in the dirt and forever to be washed into the sand? Thank you. That was uh, from Sophocles' uh, Oedipus Tyrannosaurus Rex 2, Revenge of Antigone. Uh, That was was mine. Uh, I also was going to do the same monologue. Oh, pity, pity on the land and the sheep. But I guess I'll have to come up with something else. So instead, I'd like to do a magic trick. Uh, Greg, will you come up to the stage? Of course. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to um, guess the animal that you're thinking of right now by only asking three questions. So think of an animal. This is a little bit of mentalist magic. All right, I got my animal. All right. Is it colorful or black and white? Colorful. Does it live in trees or live on the ground? On the ground. And does it eat other animals or leaves? Other animals. I'm going to guess a kangaroo. Wrong. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks for letting me come, guys. Aww. Aww. Close. My I animal. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> My animal was a tiger. Just to make me care. Oh, I was so close. I know. 
So do I have to do a talent now? Yeah, now it's your turn for a talent. Okay, I just gotta rap about vampires for a second here. Because I know there's no vampires in this episode, but I have a problem with vampires in general. Uh, specifically, you have like Angel, who is 200 and something years old. Is that right? Uh, he's 240 years as a vampire, but he is probably about 267 in total. Because when he was sired, he was probably. But like he's in love in with a high school girl, right? Oh, yeah. And I have a problem with that. I'm only 35, and the thought of spending any time at all with a high school girl drives me absolutely crazy. And old people hate kids. <laughs> That's like their thing. They're like, you kids don't understand. We fought in the Great War and stuff. And now you got a vampire, and he just wants to hang around high school? It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Makes sense to not make sense. <laughs> I agree. Have you seen uh, What They Do in the Shadows? What shadows? What do you mean? Uh, it's a movie. <laughs> no, I'm not seeing what they do in the shadows. It's it's basically like a vampire mockumentary, uh, and that's what you should watch it. That's what it reminded me of. I'm not going to really? spoil it, but oh, do they hate like young people? And... No, just like you should watch it. No, because every old people on Earth is like, get your ball out of my yard and stuff. And then, but these vampires want to go hook up with like 16 year olds. It doesn't make sense. And that bell means we are out of time. Thank you so much for joining us in this session where we talked about Puppet Show. Uh, join us next week. We'll be talking about the next episode of Buffy. And Greg, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us. I had such a great time. Thank you so much. Where can they find your stuff, Greg? Uh, you can Google me. If you go Greg Snyder Comedy, there's some YouTube videos. You can find me at, at Funny Tall Guy if you want to tweet me. Uh, like I said, I have over 70 followers, though, so it's hard for me to keep up with everyone. And, uh, yeah, you can come out to Las Vegas and see me do comedy all over town. Holland, where can they find your stuff? You can find me on YouTube at YouTube slash user slash TelltaleHeartXO because that's still the username there. You can Google me, Holland Farkas. Um, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I am Farkland. I have some great photos that I posted. This will be a few weeks old, but I met Drake Bell and Hunter Parrish. So be sure to follow me on Instagram and like that. Because that's my greatest life achievement thus far. Um, how about you guys? Me? Oh, well, my name's Chris Bramante, and I am known on the internet as Montioch. I'm known by that as myself, and other people saying, what is that word, and why does he call himself that? And then uh, Robot Teammate is my musical improv group. Uh, you can find us at the iOS Theater, and then across town, Golden Road Brewery, UCB Sunset, Nerdist School, uh, and then on YouTube, Anim Fantastic, which is a animation video show I do with my friends, the Scavoni brothers, Jim Scavoni, who does the music for the Sunnydale Study Group. And as always, you can find me, Omar Najam, at youtube.com slash twobrokegeeks or number two brokegeeks on Twitter. And if you want to hit me up personally, that's at Omar Najam. You can always check out more Sunnydale Study Group stuff on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash Sunnydale Study Group, as well as on Twitter. That's at SSG Podcast. We post stuff throughout the entire week, Buffy-related, you-related. We want to know your answers to Buffy stuff, so please find us there and chat with us. We love chatting. All right, we'll see you next week. We have a really great session planned, and we're really excited about it. Until then, pack up your bags, pack up your books. We'll see you next week.
There he is. All right, last question for you guys. Mm-hmm. If you go on any, what's your ideal date? Well, my ideal date is the double date with me, uh, Heather Locklear, Franklin, and Heather Locklear's friend dummy. Her name is Gloria Nokio. She's Pinocchio's twin sister. I just like any date where the girl likes wood. Oh, yeah. Bam. All right. Well, this is um, <laughs> for third graders. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up. <laughs> I regret my decision. <laughs>